order one of those if you. <laughs> no, it literally took my mom, I don't know, months to make that. She sewed on that. There was a lot of work in that. There's a lot of detail in that. But anyhow, there's some more bo um, bottles out there for the, for the, um, um, Come help me. Life's Choices, thank you. Life's Choices has got that we, we I know we ran out of those bo baby bottles, Mother's Day, and we, we raised funds between Mother's Day and Father's Day, which is on June the 20th. Um, and so if you want to give your change, checks, cash, whatever, towards um, towards uh, um, Life's Choices of Lake County, we, the ministry really, we really are happy to support. They do a really awesome job, and so um, some more baby bottles are back out there. I also wanted to mention this um, with information, and we're trying to keep announcements down as, as best we possibly can. And so I wanted to clarify, uh, Corin and, and Jen have been working pretty hard on this. Corin, by the way, is in Children's Church today, that's, uh, so that's where she's at today. But um, Corin and Jen have been working on our loop system. Now, you know why text in church um, number. It's the tech, if you can text the church, you can contact the church by texting or calling, but ideally texting um, to 352-441-3016. It's a number we use consistently. It's an easy number to remember, 441. We have a hundred of them around here, it feels like. Everything's so, so, so 352-441 and 30 is like John 316, 30. 16. So it's easy to remember, you know, so, and that's a text in church number and you can contact us and you can get back to us and you can respond to different things. Like when we talk to the men and we try and get numbers, all of these things happen. But if you want to know stuff like announcements and what's happening and what's upcoming and things like that, what you do is you just text the word loop, just the word loop, nothing else, not the loop or anything, just the word loop to that number and it will respond to you within a few minutes, or sometimes it takes a bit of, but it will respond to you with a link. Um, that link, if you click on it, it'll take you to a special website, which will have all the stuff that's currently happening and up and coming. So if you don't know what's happening, all you need to do, if you want to be in the loop, is just text the word loop to that number and you will see what's coming up. We're trying, to, we're trying to expand on some of these things because the info booth, we've got, we, we try and keep the things that are, are currently up and coming, but you know, there's some stuff that's happening in September, for example, and even in November, there's things like, um, we have Bob and Audrey Meisner, they're gonna be with us in September. They are an awesome, awesome couple. They have a TV show. Um, they've broadcast around Canada. They've had been in ministry for decades. They've got a phenomenal testimony, a phenomenal marriage uh, ministry that is really, off the chain they're going to spend a weekend with us they're going to minister on that Sunday but they're going to do a marriage workshop probably Friday and Saturday which we're getting all the details but things like that that you may want to look ahead and put that on your calendar right so that you can say oh gosh you know uh, let's put that on the calendar yes please do you know um and then I know I'm just going to there's things that are upcoming that we, we haven't set a date. I see Lance Pauly is, in, you know, is a member here, but I know that I, I am jumping the gun a little bit, but we are going to do a Saturday morning with Lance. Uh, to you know the wisdom and the depth of what Lance provides in our community, he is a phenomenal man, a phenomenal man of God. We're honored to have him in our congregation. And uh, Lance, as, as a funeral home director, does an incredible job. But I tell you what, what I've learned about the process of, of preparing and helping people through a time like that is amazing. Lance has got some incredible wisdom that he's compiled over years. And I tell you what, we can all learn from it. So uh, we're planning on doing like a little thing on some Saturday morning, okay? 
some Saturday morning where you can learn how to prepare and how to get your documents and how to do stuff and how to help people. And I mean, he is just loaded with insight and wisdom. So, man, I, and that's going to be very, very practical because uh, we, we just realize that not everybody, you know, has the privilege of passing away at an older age. No, but, you know, there was this young girl that, uh, that Donovan has known that, you know, you heard a couple of weeks ago, Eustace, an 18-year-old. She's a senior-year-old. I don't know if she was even 18, 17-year-old. And, and she, she was, she was uh, hit by a car right, out, right near here, apparently, somewhere. And, yeah, and um, apparently a beautiful girl had everything. You know what I mean? It happens. Life happens, you know. And unfortunately, death happens. You know, the Word of God tells us that death is the final enemy. The final enemy, and, and, and it's nothing. When we develop a worldview, a God worldview, do you know that there is a worldview that, like we've spoken about in my last um, series, talked about this, this philosophy of the world system. There is a philosophy of a world system that exists, but we don't have to subscribe to that. We as believers can subscribe to that. If we just watch the news and, and we just believed everything that they said, before long you're going to be in fear. Before long, you're going to be making decisions based on fear. Before long, you're going to see the world through the eyes of CNN and Fox News. And that's not the way the world, this is not the way the kingdom works. Amen. And so we see things differently. The Bible says that when we lose a loved one, we don't grieve. We do grieve, but we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Hope is a confident expectation of good things. That means that even in loss, there can be hope. And, and another reason I'm saying this, and some of you know this, um, because the Bowders have been with us for many, many, many years, and um, Faith, Faith Bowder went to be in uh, her Lord's hands. I don't know how to, nicer to say it. But uh, Faith joined Jesus on Monday last week. And um, Faith lived an incredible life. Jim and Penny and Hannah um, and, and Sarah, uh, their, their family have been just an, an enormal, enormous example um, of, of living life. And, and they've got a phenomenal marriage testimony. Faith, is, Faith was, Faith was a, a beautiful girl. She made everybody laugh and everything. But I tell you what, we celebrate with them because this was a good thing in the sense that it was a time to enter the joy of the Lord. It's not always a good thing, but we know that there are, there, we, we don't celebrate death. We celebrate life Amen. and eternal life. So Jim and Penny, we just love you guys. And we, wanna, we, we, know, we know you love us too. And, and Hannah, we, we, we see you, girl. You know, I know that um, this, is a, this, this is a time of mixed emotions for a family. That have, but, but we're going to have a celebration, a party for faith. Next month sometime, probably on the 19th, and it is going to be a celebration. It is going to be a celebration of life. Amen. So, um, but, but we love you guys. And um, so, yeah, in any case, I know that Corin would have loved to, to be here to, for that, but um, she will be back from Africa next, uh, next month. So uh, there's a lot, like uh, T said, a lot is happening. Our team is getting ready to go. I'm really excited, but we'll, we'll touch on, we'll pray for our team next Sunday. Um, our team is getting ready to go, and, and so um, we'll, we'll make sure we, we, um, we call them up and, and pray for you all next Sunday. See Jordan sitting here. You're going to be here right now, Jordan? That's awesome. No, it's, it's going to be a really good time. Amen. So if you want to be in the loop, 
Don't forget, text the word loop. Just loop. Nothing, I want to be in the loop. No, it doesn't work. Just loop. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, uh, I have a message on my heart, and, I, and I'm calling, titling this mes- message, I Reckon. Just, I Reckon. It's a, it's a nice American saying, right? I reckon. Uh, are you going to do it? I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. Right. Um, a scripture, if you have your Bibles, I love, I love the way Pastor Greg says that. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to them, what, turn in them anywhere you like, but I'm going to be in Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 5 says this, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Man, I want to stop there because that first verse says, if we are united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We heard the words this morning about we are one with him, right? And then in verse 6, it says this, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Hallelujah. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Man, now, now keep that same verse up there for a minute. You must consider yourself, yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Man, this, we could, we could literally talk about this passage for weeks and weeks and weeks. There is so much stuff in it, um, uh, in, in it because it's, it's a powerful bit, but it finishes off in the New King James Version of that verse, says it this way. It says, likewise, you also... Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Reckon yourself. Reckon. I reckon. I reckon. You must also, so it says, it says consider, right? So here in the message, I like this. I like the way the message puts it. So from, from now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. And you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. So there is this this thing called this reckoning that I wanted to bring out here. The the word the word in Greek is um, I'm obviously probably going to butcher this, but logizomai, logizomai. It comes from the word you know logos. But it's to cons- it's it's basically it's got a formula. But it's it's these are the, the 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 breakdown of the word from the Strong's to reckon, count, compute, calculate, to take into account, to make an account of, um, or to impute. So it says this um, to to reckon or to gather, to infer. Forgive me, I'm giving you a lot of them. To weigh, consider, meditate on, to deem, to judge. To suppose all of these are, are an explanation of this word logizomai. It's to consider, to reckon. Now, here in the South, you know, 
The word reckon doesn't mean that. <laughs> You're going to do this? Well, I reckon. You know, it's kind of like this. Well, I just kind of reckon it's going to be what it ain't going to be. But this word, if you look it up in the Strong's, it, it literally says these words. It says, this word deals with reality. If I reckon, logizomai, that my bank account has $25 in it, it has $25 in it. Otherwise, I'm deceiving myself. This word refers to more fact than supposition or opinion. So it's a conclusion. It's, a, it's an imputation. So it's a, it's a consideration. It's so that's what the word means. That's important because if we go back to that scripture, it says that we ought to count ourselves dead. To reckon yourself dead. And if we go back to that whole passage, um, in, in, Romans, uh, in Romans 6 over there, it talks about that if we died with him. Now listen, guys, we all have these earth-sucking suits, right? We you know, I mean, this air-sucking, oxygen-sucking suits. We know that we're going to be around here. But, but you know that, that it, you've heard me say this many times. Death gives real perspective to life. While, while we're sucking air over here, we're here in this world. But we who are of Jesus, we who have believed in Jesus, will never taste death. We'll never taste death. But it says that we are supposed to count ourselves dead. Right? That's what verse, the verse 5 says. It says, we, if we've been united with death, so we've got to see. And that's what, you know, that's what the whole thing about baptism is. We've been so mistaught about religious actions that we've reduced communion and baptism to these, these religious little actions. But the whole purpose of communion, of uh, baptism, water baptism, it, the, the water isn't holy. The water is symbolic. You, as a young believer who makes a decision to say, you know what, I am going to choose to see myself united with him in, dead, in death and alive to God in Christ. That is what baptism dis demonstrates. That's why it's not a sprinkling. I don't care what church you grew up in. I'm sorry, but, but the point is, and listen, you can be saved without water baptism. It's not about that. The thief on the cross he went to Jesus and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't say, oh, dang, there's no water. We can't baptize the guy. Whatever, what, what, whatever the case. You know, so it's not about, it's, 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 it's about making a public declaration. And that's where the power of water baptism is. It's the identification in your heart of I am going to die to me. So you get immersed, baptizo, sunk in underwater. I am dead to me, and I'm alive to Jesus. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if we could grasp the reality of this, it would, so, it would solve 99% of our issues. But you see, now we can't go and be water baptized every week. It's nothing magical about the water. It's the same thing about we don't crucify Jesus over and over. When we do communion, we remember. We intentionally have to remember. We have to align ourselves with the idea that, hold on a second, the old man and the new man. The old has gone and the new has come. In fact, this whole process is the whole secret that God has called us to transformation. 
we've been speaking and we've laid a, found, a good foundation talking about seeds, right? We spoke about seeds and, and, and that powerful parable because the, look, <laughs> everything we teach, I hope you understand, please. Everything we teach is, is, is part of a whole. We just don't have time to preach the whole Bible in a Sunday. And neither is each, per, each piece of the Bible unrelated to another piece. The Bible has to be understood as a whole. It has to be understood in context of the whole Bible, even the Old Testament. In fact, the Old Testament is called Scripture. Jesus never called it the Old Testament. In fact, the, new, the young church didn't have anything but that was the Scripture. That's when they spoke about Scripture. That's what they were talking about. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, I could go off on that. But there is no, right, so, so scripture and, and what God says and, and sees this whole thing is, is, ultimately, is ultimately important. Sorry, so, so getting, getting back to this thing, we have to, we, we have to consider ourselves um, dead and alive to Christ. This pro process of transformation, you and I, look, can we be honest uh, for a change? No, I think we hope. <laughs> hopefully we're honest all the time. A lot of Christians don't change. A lot of Christians see, and originally when they get born again, they see some dramatic change. Some Christians, um, the, the problems that they have, the issues that we have, they seem to stick around for a while. And I'm not saying, now remember, when we, I'm not teaching faith righteousness now. Everything, as I said, everything we teach here is connected. We've got to understand everything inside of the whole. So when we do the Grow series, for example, which has now become our D group, which I know D group is starting up again soon. But, but even our discipleship group, all of those pieces of the puzzle are fundamentally important to understand and grasp because it says forgetting not but we, we've got to move on from these foundations but we can't we can't forget these foundations but you know how many christians aren't even grounded in the foundations they don't talk about judgments because they're like i don't know what's going to happen with judgment i just like i don't know well you should know you should know because we've discussed it. We've discussed the kinds of judgments and what the judgments are and how they are. And what is dead works? Repenting from dead works. It's an important thing to understand. Those things are important for you to understand. Now, does God love you any less if you don't? Of course not. Of course not. But we can't keep, it says it in, in Hebrews 6 there, we can't lay, keep laying again the foundations every Sunday because we, we are trying, this, listen, listen, church is about discipleship, guys. This is, what, this is what the church is for. The church is for believers. I, you have stuff I need. The gift, and listen, you don't even, you, you bring a gift that God has given you to the table, so to speak. And I'm not talking about your money at all right now. Okay? You bring you as a gift to the Lord. Please don't bring it to me. If you say, well, I hope the pastor should appreciate me. You better go and take it up with Jesus. Because you as a born-again believer, you, listen, I don't care how much YouTube you watch, how many messages you listen to, you and Jesus designed you to be part of a, a living body. 
That means, yes, risk and hurt abound because we are filled with people that stomp on each other's toes and don't, uh, and we've got baby Christians by the hordes. And we've got some that think themselves mature that are not. And, but the point is we're not supposed to stay there, people. You're supposed to, you are bringing a gift to the table. You bring your gift that God has given you. That's why it's called a gift. You didn't earn it. You didn't make it up. It's not because you're so smart that you have that talent. You didn't earn it. I didn't earn it. God gave it to me. That's why it's called a charis, a grace. It's called a gift. And it says that each joint supplies for the good of everybody. What you have is not for you. It's not for you to get rich on. It's not for you to look important with. It's not for you to, oh, I hope you appreciate me, pastor. If you're doing it for me to recognize you, I'm sorry. I do a terrible job of appreciating you. I try. I promise you, I do try. But I suck at appreciating everybody. I, I, I hope that, that when, when you serve Jesus, you serve him with all your heart for his seeing what he can see and not what I can see. Because, because that's how we, we have to live life. We have to give unto him. We bring, it, we bring stuff unto him. Do you, I shouldn't say this. We, we don't, I, I, don't, I chose not to look at finances. I, I thank God for Jen and the people that can count the offering. And I don't like looking at giving. I know that there's other churches that say there's pastors and people that teach that you should. I don't like it. Just the same way right now I'm avoiding Facebook. I just sometimes have to go through things in my heart where I've just got to give myself a break for the good of me. Uh, now, Facebook is great. There's some awesome preachers on Facebook and Facebook is a phenomenal tool. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. But I've got to also monitor my own heart and know, where, where, listen, and this, something's not doing me good. It's not doing me good. And sometimes I, that's one of the reasons I just don't look at finances. I don't, I don't know if you're giving a lot or giving a little. If you're trying to impress me, you're doing the wrong thing because I'm not going to be looking at you and slapping you on the back because you gave a big fat offering. I don't even know. So some of you are going to say, oh, good, then I'm not going to give anything anymore. <laughs> that's okay. That, that's okay. We don't, we don't, you don't, you, you, I, I hope you realize that when you give, you can be obedient to him and it's cheerful giving. But, but yes, you know, I remember as a kid, mom and dad, I was in a little Baptist church and I can remember asking them because I was like, we give this money to God. That's awesome. I said, but how come people haven't seen him? When does he come and fetch it? You know, <laughs> because I'm thinking you're giving this money to Jesus. You know, so I'm like, where do they put it? Do they put it in the back room? I tell you what I'm going to come and do. I'm going to come and watch the money. See when Jesus is going to come and pick it up. You know, you know, it's like, no, Jesus doesn't need the money up there. I think with gold streets and everything else, I don't think, I don't think he needs dollars or whatever currency you're living in right now. You know, it doesn't matter. No, but, but, but you know, it's all, about, it's all about his work and jumping in and, and, and connecting with what Jesus is doing. And we've spoken about giving because that's a part of it and, and giving of all these gifts that you supply right? All of these gifts. So again, 
when we talk about foundations and, and, and being on this journey, and I'm going to use that, li- that word forever because it's a journey. No matter where you are, you could have been, a, like I said, you could be a very immature Christian but very old. Very immature Christian. But, but if you are at least taking the next step, you're going to experience peace. You're going to experience joy. Not, not because Jesus is getting off the throne and giving you a little pat on the back. And No, 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 no. You, because you're moving in the right direction. Everything about the Spirit of God inside of you is going to say, mm-hmm, this is the direction. Yep, this is the way. And when you turn around and you start, no matter how mature you are, same thing happens. You're like, something's not feeling right. Why? Because the Spirit of, the God is always, Spirit of God is always in you leading you to the next step. He's like that GPS that will not stop talking to you. Turn around, turn around, go this way, go this way, stop, go this way, recalculating, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, whatever, recalculating, you know. He, 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 no matter how far you go from him, he's always going to be taking, and, and all you need to do is just take one step. You don't have to say, oh, I've got to be disappointed with myself because I should have been in Kansas by now and here I am in Eustace. You know, it doesn't, it's, like, it's like, listen, it doesn't matter. You just need to take the next step. It doesn't matter how much you mature before you go home to be with the Lord. But it doesn't matter if you can experience. God is eternal and the, what he has for us is mind-bogglingly awesome abundant life and we can experience as much of it as we want if we will because you see we've, we've got this we, we 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 choose to say well you know god gives this stuff no 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 listen we've we've said this ten thousand times and we'll always say god has given there is nothing more for him to give now listen to me very carefully please if i go and ask god for something that he's already given me. It does my heart a lot of damage. What? What are you saying, Shannon? Steve, just come up here a second, just for the sake of an illustration. If, if, if he, Steve, if I, if Steve gives me, if he is God, come stand up here, Steve, sorry. He's on this, so. If Steve is God and he gives me this and he says, I've given you everything for life and godliness. Now, wouldn't it be ridiculous for me to say, but please, can I have a bottle of water? Please, oh God. Please give me a bottle of water. Oh, please, God. I'll even fast for it. I will fast. Please, God. Oh, God. Or, I'm so disappointed. I've been praying for I've been praying. I've been praying and I've been praying. And God just hasn't done his side. I am so ticked off at God. Do you know how many Christians are there? So what's the difference? Because you're saying, well, look at, well, that's, that's when we go into what faith is. And thanks, Steve. Thank God. <laughs> that's, that's where we get into the elements of, of, of believing what we have received and aligning ourselves with what we are and have. Listen to the word. We are we have to align ourselves with what God has. We have to we have to persuade our hearts, not our spirits. We have to align like Clint Dyer said at our conference. You got to paint 
the picture of what God has already done. But if you keep saying to God, oh God, please give me some healing. Oh, I know you can. What are you doing? I need healing. God is like, giving it all to you. Ooh. And you're thinking, what, 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 your mind's going like, what are you saying? What are you saying? I mean, yes, you have been given everything for life and godliness because his word says so. That's not a lie. We have healing school university stuff from, from Karis there and that Carly and a whole bunch of them do a whole, what they call healing university. And you study the topic of faith and receiving and aligning yourself with scripture. That is, that happens with seeds growing and harvesting and getting them on because that is the process. The process is not to earn. The process is to align your heart and mind. Okay. That is the process. Are we earning anything from God? Nope. Okay. So now we're at that place just at the end of the service where I want to get into my message. <laughs> you know, no, it's no, no but it's, it's, it's essentially, it's essentially important that we understand because if you want to, and if you want to lay hold of healing and you've struggled, for example, with healing and let's call it anything that God has given us. He is Jehovah Rophe. We've said this, Rophe. He is the God that heals us. He cannot but heal. If you are, if you are dwelling in the thorns that you are come from a religion that has taught you that God hurts people, you're the one that's messed up. You've got a belief system. And listen, I've, I've had that. I've had that because, oh, well, God could heal me if he really wanted to kind of mindset. And it's taken me a while to grow some seeds of truth in my heart and mind. I've had to yield. I've had to have a, and, and listen, that is why one of the greatest traits you need to, you need to watch your heart is, is having a teachable heart that is willing to let go of what you think you know. Always. I've got to do it constantly. Oh, God, help me. Man, I think I'm really screwed. Okay. If you don't have a teachable heart, if you just think you know everything, it, it doesn't matter how mature you are. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or an apostle. We just, we need to be able to grow. We need to be able to get the stuff in, in, in our hearts. We need to be able to persuade ourselves. And some of these seeds, I'm telling you, like, for example, healing. You know, when I said last week, break up the fallow ground, don't sow among the thorns. Some of those thorns that we've let grow in our hearts for years and years. We've got some bushes, baby. We've got some, we've got some bushes of unbelief, bushes of things we've let grow in ourselves. We've got tons of YouTube and Facebook bushes that have sprouted and we keep watering you know, and that's, that's a bunch of baloney. And if you said, so where do you get that stuff from? Well, I, the pastor told me that. You, you need to get in the word of God. You need to, your relationship is not with the pastor. This is why we need one another. That's why I need to come to Grounded and listen to Keith and the years and decades of experience he has teaching about faith and covenants and getting established and going to the, the, some good resources. And we've got resources that we, there is so much nonsense out there. 
There is so much nonsense. If you just ate everything that says it's a church or that says it's spiritual, that is like a baby. That's like putting a baby in any kind of a place and just expecting them to eat right. They're going to stick anything in their mouth. And it's like, I'm sorry to say that there's a lot of stuff that's not healthy. And, and you know what? That's what church is about. Church and, and, and having, going to life groups with life group leaders and, and ladies, or ladies ministry, or men's ministry, the guys that are, have walked a few roads, you can say, eh, watch that, that ain't such good, that's not going to have a good result. But you know what? We are so full of ourselves. We are so, got such a poor self-worth. Nobody can tell me anything. I'll do whatever I want to. And because we feel that we're going to do whatever we want to, believe whatever we want to, and you don't respect, there, there's an element that you've got to say, I am going to be teachable. And I'm not saying I've got to suck up everything that Shannon says. No, but I do expect you to go and check it out. The Holy Spirit in 1 John chapter 2 says that's why he's given us. The anointing is within us. And as this anointing teaches us, it teaches us to say no and go God. It teaches us. The Holy Spirit inside of us is the one that's going, mm-hmm. Or, mm-mm. That's why we have to hear. We have to hear him. We have to hear him. And we have to be in a place where we make ourselves accountable. Because you see, you can come and slip in through these doors and sit down and slip out the doors and nobody even knows your name. And you're welcome, just so that you know. I don't care what murders you've done or what you're up to. If you slip in these doors, I hope you feel loved. I hope you do. But if, if, you, if, that's, if you think you're punching some kind of a card for Jesus, it, it's not. If, if you want to grow, you've got to make yourselves vulnerable and accountable to others. Oh, that I know did not go over well. <laughs> we have to, we do, we, we have to be vulnerable and accountable to others. And so you don't, and listen, you don't just trust anybody because they tell you they're a preacher. You know, I could not believe it when I came, oh, I shouldn't have said this. Yeah, I may, yeah. I could not believe when I came to America how about how people voted for certain people that have got no character or track record. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit. And, if, and track record is one of the biggest things. But listen, don't, you don't go trusting everybody just because they say I went to university and I've got, you see, I've got a fancy degree on my wall. You, you trust people that have got a track record. You see people that have walked to walk, and you say, man, look how they've done that. How have they done that? How have they had victory in their marriage? How have Jim and Penny transitioned major stuff in their life like that? Well, that's a good question. You should hang out with them for a go to their marriage group. Talk to them. You know, what about so-and-so? I screw up my finances and I don't, hmm. Well, what about so-and-so? John, John's a pretty good, wise, you know, he's fine. All these guys that have got wisdom, Dr. David, blah, blah, blah. We have got so much wisdom in this room that you would do wise if you didn't want to keep spending $1.20 of every dollar you make. And then blaming God. Oh, I'm so disappointed with God because I don't have enough money. Yeah, but you've got a new toy in the garage that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, but that's my tax return. It's like, dude, 
You know what I mean? There's some wisdom that you can learn from people who have been there and done that. And, and that's where the body comes and that's where you get vulnerable and you say, look, if you've gone around the mountain for 35 years and you're still poor, you don't have to be poor. God's got more for you. But you may need to yield and say, okay, God, what is the step that I need to take? How do I align myself with your wisdom? How do I respond to your wisdom in this area, in healing? What about the people that have been healed here? We've got mirac- miracles, miracles that have happened, physical miracles. How did you get hold of them? Those testimonies on, on the website, like I said, of all this information that's out there, there's, there's loads of inf- there's stuff you can, that we can highly recommend that you can listen to and testimonies and that can say, this is how you can walk through some of these things. This is how you can hold on and grab hold of, a, of some of these things. Amen? So I'm, I'm going to wrap this one up pretty soon here because this reckoning that we, is, is a, is a, is we have to do, there is a reckoning that we have to consider and impute to ourselves. There is a consideration that we have to say to ourselves, I'm going to see myself a different way. It doesn't matter, oh, but I did that sin again, like T said, on the way to church. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Or I, I've struggled with this. It's okay. But we do need to, we do need to transform. Look, and, and, and just in, 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 in setting ourselves up where we're going, for the, 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 there is no, we are supposed to, and I've got a bunch of scriptures that I haven't got to. I've got at least four or five that talk about we are supposed to conform into his image. We are supposed to be transformed into his image. In other words, the job you and I have as believers is we should be coming more like Jesus every day. Yes, that is the process. So you've got to ask yourself the question, am I? Am I becoming more like Jesus every day? Or am I just looking to go to church? Because that's what the social environment says is a good thing. Or are you literally a disciple, a learner, a student, a follower of Jesus that says, Jesus, I want to experience life and I want to walk this road and and I'm willing to transform into that image because there is a process for transformation. There is no shortcuts, just like the seed thing. There is no shortcuts. We want to hack everything today and and these things aren't hackable. Now you can fake it, And that's why we have people hating church today. Because they're saying, isn't that place full of hypocrites? Because they put on the plastic smile. Hi, brother. Bless you. I hate hypocrisy. I hate it. And like I said, if somebody is, I said it last week, you know, that I heard a, Erwin McManus say that the, he's the pastor of Mosaic Church, but on a podcast that John shared with me, and it was like, man, I love the way he said that. He says, if you're running away from hypocrisy and the falsehood of religion or the false religion, if you're running away from hypocrisy you and re- false re- religion, you're running toward God. And, and I pray that Lake Haven, listen, guys, I don't want you to be fake. You're, you're probably just a little less screwed up than me. 
right? We all, we all have stuff. We're all on a journey. But we all need one another. We all need Jesus in this place. And we are supposed to be transforming into his image. And there is no other shortcut. Let me just say that. I've said it a few times. I've dropped it a couple of times in the last series. But the process is put off the old man, renew your mind, and put on the new. No other way around it. Put off, renew, put on. No other way. And that is what you and I are called to. Now, you can fake it, but there's no, man, guys, there's no life in faking it. There's no, there's no benefit in faking it. You, you can pretend that you're enjoying peace. You can. Yes, I'm at peace, brother. Meanwhile, you're not. You can pretend you're in victory. Meanwhile, you're not. But there is all of these genuine life kingdom principles that we can experience in the world today. And you don't have to fake it. I don't care. I'm not going to, I'm not, listen, dude, if you heard, I, there's so much I have not told you about my life because there's more important things to talk about. But I'm telling you, there is nothing that people can tell me that won't shock me. Nothing. I've seen human nature up close and, comf and I mean, evil stuff. There is nothing that, and I'm telling you, you think that we all, you know, that pastors have it together and, Listen, dude, we're all human. We have stuff. We all do. We don't have a, an appeasement button, and, and if we can just appease God, then he will give us the candy, and then it'll pop from the golden candy store in the sky, and you'll get your healing, or you'll get your victory, or you'll get your, because eventually you got it from that pastor, or Pastor T laid his hands on me, or Keith gave me the magic bullet, whatever it is, you know. No, it's the same for all of us. Will you yield yourself, though? Will you yield yourself to the process? Because that's only something that you and Jesus can decide. No one else. Not your spouse. I've got to do this with my, my wife, my husband. You cannot. You cannot. But I'm supposed to walk this road with my spouse. No, you're not. You cannot. You cannot have an intimate relationship with God with your spouse. You have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Now, can you both walk together? Of course, if you're following Jesus and you have an intimate relationship with Jesus, you are going to grow together. The Bible actually doesn't say you'll become one in spirit when you get married. It says you'll become one in flesh. They shall become one flesh, not one soul, not one spirit. That's a bunch of baloney. Nobody ever, sorry, I could go over and over. I'm sorry, but, but I tell you what, you are, you, are, you, you are a person, you are a, a valuable child of God if you have accepted and received Jesus. Will you yield? Will you constantly open your hand? This is, to me, is the best kind of, that's what I love about lifting my hands. To me, there's this, you can, just like baptism or whatever, you can just say, Lord, I yield. I'm open. I'm open to you. Because you see, when you hold, when you're close-fisted, you're so protection. You're so close to anything God wants to say to you. Dude, you won't even hear him because your heart will be so hard. You won't even be able to hear what he's talking because you'll be so clenched fist. But if you just say, Lord, I, I want what you have. I believe that you have because you are a good God. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. You're a good God who wants good for me. I, and, and I'm going to believe that. Just 
teach me, show me. If that's a prayer in your heart, then let's just pray it together right now. Just yield to that. Determine to most importantly yield all the time for the rest of your life. And I know that that's got to put those pride, those, those, little, those little things that want to say, me, 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 I need a glory, I need recognition, I need all of those human self-esteem things that people say, you've got to feel good about yourself by your performance. Well, forget about that. Jesus is the one that performance we can only receive by grace through faith, right? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Spirit of God, that you are talking to each of us. And we choose to yield and listen to what you're saying. We choose to hear what you're saying. I want to ask you, because the, it's always a choice that we each have to make, will you yield to the life of a disciple? Will you choose to be a student and a learner? Will you choose to say, Lord, I don't even know what my gift is, but whatever it is, I choose to yield that gift to you. Whatever it means. I will go wherever you say. I will do whatever you do. Say, I will just yield because there is nothing greater than knowing you. Nothing greater than embracing a kingdom life. Though it costs you everything, Proverbs says, get wisdom. Though it costs you everything. Will you prize kingdom living? When Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom, will you prize what Jesus offers more than anything? Or, or you, will you live a quote-unquote Christian life that is sort of so diluted that all you give Jesus is five minutes a week? Or an hour a week or whatever well you just say lord i'm i'm in boots and all thank you for your love thank you for your love father i thank you that we can respond to your love you know your father loves you without end no matter if you're even the worst sinner and even don't even know him yet he loves you and he loves you even if you're, a, if you're a child that has fallen and hurt. He loves you. But you're not supposed to live there. Don't get comfortable with it thinking it's going to benefit you. Sin hurts. Sin destroys. Sin does all these things. Will you yield? Will you choose to take the next step? That's all. So if you just say, Lord, I take that next step. I will take that next step. And then... 10 seconds here, just ask him, what is my next step? Thank you. Now, if the Lord has dropped something in your heart, that's great. Write it down. Take it home with you. Meditate on it. thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in our hearts. We thank you that you are the helper and the comforter. I, 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 I so appreciated Stacy and, and Lexi moving the way they did this morning, and I know that God is doing a great work in people's hearts, and He is the healer and He's the comforter. 
And let me tell you, God wants you so strong in Him that you are going to be these incredible lights for Him in the world. Because this is where we grow stronger together so that we can shine and be salt and light in our world, in our workplaces, in our Walmarts, in our schools, in our vasts, wherever we're at, wherever we are. He, that's why He wants you. Not just for other people, for you first, of course. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the work that you're doing. Now, this morning, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then please, I know that if you've even responded to Him in where you just say, Jesus, here am I. If you have that open-handed attitude, I'm telling you, He meets you exactly where you're at. He doesn't meet you where you're not. Be honest with him and he will meet you there. And and please come and speak to one of our, our prayer counselors afterwards. We've got a great prayer team, prayer ministers. They are well, well trained. And um, they they will just minister beyond what you think they will. I'm telling you. So we appreciate Keith and our and our prayer team so very, very much. anything else that we got to do before we button this go our merry way amen well we love you guys I am going to pu pull it in right here Corin is actually leaving tomorrow I, I wasn't going to say that but um, Corin has to go to leave on her trip to South Africa a little earlier than, plan than planned she, like I said she's in the children's ch church but um, so um, she'll, she'll be out of here tomorrow but um, thank you for praying for her and family and uh, we love you guys have a great week we'll see you Wednesday if you're coming to overflow <laughs>